episode twelve of the complete bachelor by oliver onions this librivox recording is in the public domain episode twelve a modern sabine ah that's the trouble we're all far too complex nowadays we live in a complex age i returned profoundly true very true he replied and twisted the ribbon of his eyeglass round one finger very little is left that is simple and primitive and beautiful i favoured him with the cosmic shrug of his cult and said nothing eloquently the understanding was complete cicely vicar's evening was ground i had not hitherto explored and i had marked for my own at once the young man drooping mincingly over the piano he was smooth and fair inclined to premature stoutness and looked remotely mrs vicars informed me that he was a playwright a dramatic critic and a fashion that he promised brilliant things and that the name under which he wrought was eleanor mccoyd she added that he had intuition beyond his years now people went to mrs vicars evenings for intellectual intercourse and the exchange of ideas an object in which they would not be balked carrie had said as much to me you ought to come rawl she had remarked on one occasion it's so it's awfully new rawl really indeed i had said in what way is it particularly pardon me up to date oh she replied it is so real rollo then reassuringly they don't talk about the soul you know you needn't be afraid of that it's it's instinct the soul is quite too old you know a full season behind i assented gravely and so the soul chez mrs vicars is superseded in favour of the dilettante animal is that so my sister yes she agreed doubtfully and added of course there are outsiders it turned out as caroline had said to be instinct primal sanity and the elemental paganism and very prettily put i heard it no one was blasé they said so they were enthusiastic my young man declared it with an animation that brought him near to spilling the liqueur carefully poised on his knee he spoke of the keen joy of living delicately and epigrammatically digressing to observe that he preferred indian cigarettes to brazilian and added that after all there was nothing like the great rough kindnesses of the mother earth cicely vicars gathering was indisputably in the vanguard of the latest cry mr eleanor mccoyd seemed to take to me for he spoke almost immediately of a people who understand i was evidently admitted on sight to the mystery and improved the occasion accordingly i examined my finger-nails i had seen him do so and dropped my pearls of wisdom nonchalantly as not expecting they would be gathered up he was talking softly and almost sleepily on the picturesqueness of mass and brute bulk there is something quite titanic he said in the conception of a world where nothing was as yet ruled and squared out for us where everything was vague and shifting it is an especially gigantic thought i replied appreciatively the insistence nowadays of the social nexus 
i paused and he nodded comprehendingly at the cue yes he replied that also is true and if it were only possible to escape from the bewildering system into the clean fields and the rain-washed heather to evade the ever-present self and to take refuge in the great unhewn passions i queried gently exactly he replied again carefully contemplating his nails to know again the crude and volcanic life everything is tertiary in these days we have no primaries nothing rude or red i forbore to challenge the remark as to rudeness and agreed that from my observation it hardly appeared to be an age of epics he approved passing his hand over his sleek clean hair and yet he continued judicially weighing each word and turning to the nails of the other hand and yet why why should we the heirs of the centuries be in reality the slaves of them why should we not love for instance as the rugged forgotten ones loved why should we love through the post-office and by chaperonage through engagements and marriages why should we not he forbore to say what and sighed apparently for the days when he might have loved with a stone axe in untracked forests and through rivers in flood i offered him a cigarette he lighted it and gazed before him as though he were culling a nascent thought from the smoke and went on slowly and prophetically nevertheless he said more softly than ever the strong man shall come and when he shall appear the man for whom we are waiting the man who shall break the bonds and go back back it was a characteristic of most of his sentences that he finished them by watching the films of smoke before him this time he made a remarkably perfect smoke ring i thought of caroline and wondered what she was doing in such a milieu i was fain to speak and what form of creative expression do you adopt mr mccoyd i asked gracefully he replied with a modest diffidence the drama one is but a mouthpiece a medium yet the speech from living lips with the living person before the eyes oh you are doubtless right i replied words are unconvincing things must be seen to be believed he noticed nothing and proceeded to speak of the modern french chansonette now caroline i remembered had before her engagement accounted for a large portion of her time in putting together the materials for a comedy which however she had since discontinued under the somewhat exclusive demands of courtship i had never been privileged to see the work in question but understood that a naughty proposal scene had coincidentally been abandoned precisely at the time that she could had she wished have given it an autobiographical interest bassishaw's love besides interrupting the course of art bade fair to cut it off altogether just when it would have given the true note that the stage it is declared is aching for but even young authors have scruples in making their own affairs public and so caroline had willed it nevertheless it could do caroline no harm to meet mr eleanor mccoyd and mr mccoyd himself could do no less than accept resignedly the latter-day limitations of love in the presence of my sister after all mrs vicker's salon was for the interchange of ideas my sister i remarked 
is interested in the drama and has herself half realized aspirations in the way of comedy mr mccoyd would be charmed and i presented him i was called away for a few moments by mrs vickers by the time i returned mr mccoyd was talking his remarks being apparently directed to the point at which caroline's comedy had been relinquished it is difficult he observed with a polite interest to know what to do with one's young leads nowadays i suppose they must love the philistine still clings to the conventional love theme but it is all so stale in the old days it was different from the angle of caroline's chin i saw that it was anything but stale to her and that the remark was unfortunate she was evidently of opinion that the subject of love however much used had had anything but adequate treatment and that in one or two important respects she was in a position to direct a new light on the literary treatment of it what do you mean mr mccoyd she asked merely he replied casually that there is so little dash and high-handedness about our modern methods of love-making you get your couples together and they talk in the same weary way the same old flat talk 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 i smiled at the description as applied to bashisaw whose fluency was not remarkable and caroline looked coldly before her you refer to the stage mr mccoyd she asked i refer to modern love-making he replied rashly we have no romantic methods left it has become a business and a bore when we do get it out it's one kiss and thank heaven it's over caroline looked emphatic contradiction i interposed the roman soldiery it is related i said being once in want of wives caroline interrupted me quickly i think mr mccoyd she returned that people love just as passionately nowadays as they ever did he might have seen what was the matter but he was on his own subject and went blindly at it true he replied true but the surroundings the circumstances the littleness of everyday life they crush it out we love by rule and etiquette at social functions and at gaslit drawing-rooms i looked at caroline for a confirmation of bashishaw's methods but the personal equation was too much for her contemplation of the artistic side of the question of course we do mr mccoyd she returned waving it seemed to me the part that had to do with the gas what else can we do eleanor mccoyd raised his eyebrows and shoulders in a deferential gesture that was supposed to explain the way the wind still blows he said the rain the open air the parks i suggested are already but he continued we wear frock-coats and carry umbrellas we marry and our children resume the same hopeless round there is no romance no poetry no heroism in it we become engaged for a certain period to please our friends and marry out of consideration for one another we have no impulse no real instinct we have no no militant love he seemed to receive a fresh start from the last phrase and alas ruined himself irretrievably why he exclaimed even those to whom we might look for a vigorous expression of it those who lead lives of adventurous excitement our soldiers and sailors are just as bad 
as you remarked mr butterfield the roman soldiers the social system might be attacked disintegrated and shown wanting in the eyes of amateur modern paganism the spirit of the age might be arraigned and condemned by twenty juries of the advanced salons modish culture might stalk hock deep in the wreckage of civilization but to caroline the prestige of the army was vested in the person of bassishaw bassishaw's mode of love-making had been compared to its disfavour with the practices of roman legions she raised her head disdainfully without glancing at the unconscious mr eleanor mccoyd spoke half over her shoulder and condemned a great nation in bassishaw's defence i don't think very highly mr mccoyd of the romans i think that when they that on that occasion at least they were horrid and unnecessarily rough and that nice people would never have done it it may make good pictures but one would rather be a pleasant person than an unpleasant picture and i don't care a bit what anybody says soldiers are just as good as anybody else and better beyond comparison better her shoulders seemed to say as she turned away mccoyd shifted his other elbow to the piano and then looked at me i am afraid mr butterfield that i have not been able to help your sister much in the play after all the real impulse must come from within it is i replied a pleasing reticence when the real impulse stays there the self-sacrifice imposed by art is not necessarily a sacrifice of one's self very true he answered approvingly and took coffee end of episode twelve